the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. everybody another Algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer we got a great show for you tonight craft beer guest that's going to be joining me a little bit later this hour thinking about opening up a brewery this guy has the tools and the knowledge that you need to help you out with that we've got news and notes to get to but first how can you follow me very easily on twitter at Algatulo, instagram at Gatulo. that's g-a-double-t U double L O facebook.com slash ag craft beer cast via email at albert g at nyc radio.com Love Sting. Oh, yeah. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. Alexa ready as well. We are also available on the Hopped Up Network. Just go to thehoppedupnetwork.com. You will find my show along with a plethora of others, and I usually post the podcast uh, shortly after 5 in the morning on Mondays. If I ever lose my faith in you, uh, Sting's uh, solo album, Ten Summoner's Tales. Got a chance to see Sting down in Atlantic City this past weekend. And boy, let me tell you something. The guy can still put on a show. It was Sting. It was police music. Uh, it was just a kind of a greatest hits tour. Phenomenal stuff. We'll sprinkle in some Sting during the show. We did that here. We'll do it again in another segment. We're also going to do a little Joe Bonamassa. Uh, because I got to see him on Thursday at the Beacon Theater. That cat can play. And I've talked about Joe before, how I met him. I won't bore you with the details. Go listen to one of my older podcasts. You'll be able to figure out who Joe Bonamassa is. But if you like the blues, you will like Joe Bonamassa. Now, coming up in 20 minutes, D.C. Reeves. He's the co-founder and CEO of Perfect Plain Brewing Company. It's one of Florida's top microbrewery success stories. But he's now the author of a new book that's coming out this month, called the Microbrewery Handbook. It's actually coming out next week. I think it's the 24th, 24th or 25th, something like that. So he's got a book coming out called the Microbrewery Handbook. You can pre-order it on Amazon, etc. And since opening Perfect Plain, DC has become a mentor and a consultant to prospective and current small business owners looking to start and grow their own dream in the business of beer, and that's coming up in about 20 minutes from now. It's a fascinating discussion that I had with uh, DC. Lots of information that he has And this book is definitely something that if you're looking to open a brewery, or maybe you have a brewery open and you're not getting the results that you actually want, this book will help you to maybe steer you in the right direction. Let's dive into news and notes. So Firestone Walker has uh, come out with their anniversary ale. This is is the 23rd version, XXIII. It's a limited barrel-aged release. It's rolling out to all the Firestone markets already, so look for it. If you see it, grab it. I certainly will when I see it in the stores. It is a blend of six distinct beers aged in spirits barrels, including bourbon and tequila barrels, uh, and according to the press release, resulting in a smooth, bold, and remarkably complex drinking experience. So 
This is what they did. They put Sticky Monkey aged in bourbon barrels at 28%, a Central Coastal Quad, Parabola aged in bourbon barrels, 28%, Russian Imperial Stout, Bravo aged in bourbon barrels at 20%, Imperial Brown Ale, Bourbon Barrel Heldorado aged in bourbon barrels, Blonde Barley Wine, Velvet Merkin, Milk Stout. I mean, they put a bunch of different blends into this beer to come up with this 23rd anniversary beer. So that is pretty cool. And uh, I, I do enjoy the anniversary ales from Firestone Walker. In fact, I think I have last year's version still sitting at home that I need to crack open. I bought one version one year. I was in California and saw it in the store and said, I got to get this and bring it home because it's, you know, it's a 12-ounce bottle, but it's one of those where either you drink it by yourself over a couple of hours or you share it with people uh, in order to enjoy uh, the experience. Rogue Ales and Spirits uh, is coming out with uh, Santa's Private Reserve, which I believe is available in stores now. It'll be in 22-ounce bottles and in draft. Uh, it is a strong ale at 8.1% with an IBU of 20. And um, the uh, the way they describe it in their press release, Santa's Private Reserve 2019 Vintage boasts a deep maple flavor and aroma. The malts create background honey notes that elevate this sweet beer. It is then finished with a touch of citrus from Rogue Farms grown Cascade hops. So you can get that now in the stores as well, Santa's Private Reserve. Uh, very cool there. Now, I'm mentioning this story again because it ca- Brewbound had uh, put it together and came out with it. And I, I wanted to, you know, sort of revisit it because I think it's important, especially with people um, that, uh, and especially kids in high school, that may not necessarily want to go to college. So a lot of skilled trade jobs are empty in, in, small, in large part because of the awareness of it. Kids don't know that there are these jobs available. They also, and, and there's also misconception. Eh, if you're a plumber or an electrician, you're not going to make a lot of money. That's not true. You can make a tremendous amount of money as an electrician or a plumber or working in construction, uh, carpentry. Um, but a lot of times, um, kids don't know about it. Now, Wolverine, the clothing manufacturer, did a study, find out that 72% of the next generation workforce says they don't want a desk job. They don't want to be bored sitting at a desk all day for eight hours. I don't blame them. That's why I do what I do. I, don't, I wouldn't want to be at a desk job. Um, so Wolverine said that 72% don't want to be sitting at a desk all day, and then 65% of them worry that they'll need to choose between following their passion and making a living, which, you know, makes sense, especially if you live in a large city area. That makes total sense. So you want to be able to do a job that you love um, and not necessarily do a job because you have to. But, look, even the job that you love has to make you some type of income to support yourself and a family, or otherwise you're not going to be working at that job uh, for a very long period of time. So... um, Two-thirds of students are not familiar with careers in the skilled trades. Only 7% of those who have decided on a career path will pursue trade jobs. There are more than, uh, than twice as likely to pursue a career in business over one in the trades because they figure that's the easier path. Students still associate the trades with traditional trade jobs like construction, but they're interested in pursuing a non-traditional career path like working in a brewery, um, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of these jobs are empty. And they don't seem to understand that there are, um, there are opportunities for them, especially in terms of scholarships that they can learn about. And I think we've had this mantra of you have to go to college, you have to go to college, you have to go to college. It's not necessarily true. You don't have to go to college to get a great job. But you also have to be willing to work hard. These jobs, some of them are not easy, and they require manual labor, and they require you to use your hands. Uh, you know, so, but again, if you're an electrician or a plumber, if you're a plumber, just I'm using plumber as an example, car mechanic. If you're a plumber, 
you'll never be without a job. Somebody always needs a plumber. A, a car mechanic, you always need a car mechanic. Your car breaks down. What are you going to do? You go to the mechanic. Well, if there aren't that many mechanics around, now you're going to be paying top dollar to get your car fixed. I don't care if you own a Ford or you own a Mercedes. So the bottom line is there are jobs, and Wolverine is trying to expose those jobs and trying to expose those scholarships, which is a wonderful idea. So they partnered with Torch and Crown Brewing, and they are um, they uh, they gave three people um, these uh, gift cards to working gear for pursuing a job in the trades, and then they gave each of them a $15,000 check, which they were not expecting, um, because they took a trade job. And a lot of these trade jobs, by the way, you get the scholarship, You basically your school is free, and you don't have to pay it back. And you're not saddled with hundreds of thousands of dollars in loans. And you're making a job just as good salary-wise, if not better, than some of these kids that come out of college and they get a job at thirty grand a year. And they've got hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. So that's a big deal. So um, so here's what they did. So in addition to providing this inspiration, Wolverine is also helping facilitate Gen, Z, Gen Z's entry into the trades. Wolverine partnered with Torch and Crown Brewing right on Van Damme Street. They're not open yet, but soon to be. Uh, and uh, my good buddy John Danzler and his crew, uh, to create Lace em Up Lager. It's a beer to support the skilled trades. Wolverine is matching the collaboration beer sales with a donation of $50,000 to the Micro Works Scholarship Foundation to encourage the next generation of skilled trade workers. The Lace em Up Lager is available now in cans wherever Torch and Crown is sold in, in uh, the five boroughs. Uh, and will be available on tap at the brewery when it opens later this fall. So what's really cool is they're donating $8 of every pint sold to this scholarship. So basically, they're not making any money on this beer. It's almost 100% of the proceeds is going towards uh, this scholarship. So um, to learn more about Wolverine and Project Bootstrap, just visit wolverine.com slash Project Bootstrap. This is a great initiative. I am excited that these guys are doing this. Um, and uh, also, I want to thank Wolverine uh, for the shoes that they provided for me and a number of others that were at the event a couple of weeks ago at Torch and Crown Brewing. This is something, if you're interested in something in the trades, and the three people that they gave um, this money to and these uh, these gift cards to working gear, one works for the brewery, Mike Betro, uh, uh, Betros. Um, and Michelle Gooding, who is a eighth-generation hop farmer in Idaho, and then Shane McConnell from Somerville, Massachusetts, um, he is a draft technician installing tap systems. So basically he takes the beer from the, uh, from the tank and gets it to the tap behind the bar so they can pour you the beer. This is, again, a trade job. Essentially he's a plumber because basically he's running piping, but this is his job. And these guys are making very good money if you're willing to work hard and put into it, you know, the, the time and the training. Uh, I think trade jobs are overlooked, ladies and gentlemen, by a lot of people, and certainly this study that they've done, Proves that, um, so it's um, it's something that I think more kids need to look into and get more kids exposed. Uh, exposed. I would love guidance counselors in high school to start highlighting those things to these kids so that they can see. Hey, maybe I don't have the uh, aptitude to go to college, or maybe I don't want to go to college and be saddled with all this debt, and I'm not going to get a scholarship that's going to pay for everything. This might be an alternative option. It is something that we need to promote. A lot more. Now, when we come back after a short break, a quick little news segment. We'll talk uh, about Common Roots Brewing, what they're doing, uh, a new um, initiative that they're putting forward, and some other stuff as well. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Larry Elder explains what the deep state is all about. The um, obsession to get this man out of office, the expression deep state. These guys thought they were patriots. James Comey thought he was a patriot. Strzok McCabe, they thought they were patriots. 
They were intrepid warriors for all the right. That's what makes them so dangerous. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Eric Metaxas at 10 on AM 970. The Answer. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older, occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just $19.95. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. We all know the secret to the best Italian food is the sauce, and no one has sauce as good as Michael's of Brooklyn. Their sauce is made from scratch, using only the best ingredients. But don't take our word for it. Stop at any of your local supermarkets and pick up a jar or listen to the Joe Piscopo Morning Show every Wednesday for a chance to win a whole case of Michael's delicious, authentic, and fresh sauce. You can also enter online at am970theanswer.com. That's am970theanswer.com. Good luck. It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Daddy? Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. Stop chasing customers and let them chase you. Salem Surround offers full-service digital solutions. We'll help target the exact demographic you want in the exact area you want. Perfect for increasing awareness, a big sale, or rolling out a new product. If you need more business, you need Salem Surround. Call now for a free digital marketing checkup. Call Greg Cooper, Salem Surround Media Strategist, at 212-857-9635. 212-857-9635. Salem Surround. Digital solutions. Real results. 212-857-9635. Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com. Back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer: Canary in a coal mine from the police. Got a chance to see Sting over the weekend with my wife down in Atlantic City at the Hard Rock Cafe. What a phenomenal show! Basically, a greatest hits tour of uh, Sting's greatest hits from both the police 
and his solo effort. It was just, it was an awesome show. Uh, We've got a great show for you tonight. Coming up in about 10 minutes, D.C. Reeves, the co-founder and CEO of Perfect Plain Brewing Company, one of uh, Florida's top microbrewery success stories. He's now an author of a new book. It's coming out this month. It's called The Microbrewery Handbook. You can pre-order it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc., he will. Uh, he has been. He has become a mentor and consultant to prospective and current small business owners looking to start and grow their own dream. Uh, maybe you've got a business already and it's not doing so well. This handbook can help you, or maybe you're thinking about getting into the beer business. This handbook is definitely a guide to help you in uh, in getting that uh, dream started. That's coming up. Eh, it's just about. I would say about seven or eight minutes from now. It's a long interview, but definitely worth it and definitely worth listening to if you are into. Uh, starting a business. The other thing I want to tell you before we get into this very small segment here, next week on the program, co-founder from Founders Brewing, Dave Engbers, is going to join me. It's an interview that I taped this week. Uh, this past week, we will be airing it next Sunday night. Um, it's, a, it's a great interview. Obviously, they talk about the uh, the problems that they had at the Detroit Tap Room, the lawsuit. Uh, really don't get into details about the lawsuit. Obviously, it's been settled. Uh, but uh, Dave talks about how uh, uh, things are going moving forward and some of the new beers that they have coming out in the next several months. Now, Westfield Hops was something that I went to a couple of weeks ago. My thanks to Allison Kohler uh, for putting this whole thing together and uh, for getting my wife and I uh, into the event uh, over at the Armory. And I wanted to just touch on a couple of the beers that I did have there that I thought were phenomenal. Uh, it's a great event. I know she's going to be doing it again next year. And her big event, the next big event that she's doing is Big Brew in Morristown uh, in February. Big Brew, I think it's BigBrewMorristown.com is the website. Uh, you know what? I'll tweet out a link uh, to the website uh, during the show here. Anyway, I wanted to get into some of the uh, brewery styles or the breweries that were there, the beers that I had in just a short couple of minutes here. Uh, 902 Brewing's Campfire Imperial Stout. I have not been the biggest fan of 902 Brewing. Some of their beers have been hit or miss, but I have to tell you, the Imperial Stout was fantastic. It really did taste like a s'mores. I got the marshmallow. I got the chocolate. It was decadent, um, uh, you know, pastry-like. I don't know, but it definitely tasted like a s'mores. That was great. Uh, Angry Eric's Viva Verde Jalapeno IPA. Uh, this is If you like jalapenos but you're not crazy about the heat, it's a great beer. Uh, it's got the taste of the jalapeno in it, but no heat at all. You smell it, you taste it, but that's it. I, I was impressed by that by Angry Eric Brewing. Um, had the Calthulu Goza from Bolero Snort. Excellent as always. By the way, Bolero's got power in their building. They're going to be opening very soon in Carlstadt. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Brick City, I had both of theirs, Get Pitted Double IPA and Zesty Jams Double IPA. Both were fantastic. I think they were having a little problem with their jockey box because uh, uh, they were getting a lot of foam out of that. But uh, it was both beers were excellent. Cypress, uh, as always, their American Nut Brown conditioned on coconut puree, fantastic. Always a great beer. If you haven't been to Cypress and Edison, I definitely encourage you to check it out. Departed Souls Modern Cup of Soul Cold Brew Coffee Stout, outstanding. Brian, you you nailed it. I mean, it's perfect. It's easy drinking, it's smooth, it's not super strong, really a great beer for a cold night. Founders, of course, had their breakfast out, had to get a taste of that, always great. Ghost Hawks, uh, Ghost Talk Brewing was there. Their German lager and Shadow King Black IPA, I had both of them, outstanding. They make a great lager. The Black IPA is really good. Folks, if you haven't been to Ghost Talk in Clifton, get over there. If you go to a football game, you can pick up Crowlers on the way in and try their beer. Excellent, excellent, excellent beer. Uh, Hokkaido, 
makes a plum ale from Japan. Their yuzu ale. Outstanding. I, I, couldn't get, I couldn't get enough of it. In fact, they ran out. That's how good it was. Hokkaido. Definitely have to pick that up. Light, um, fruit tasting, real nice, subtle beer. Perfect if you're uh, entertaining with people. I uh, had a pumpkin beer from Lakefront. Very impressed. Rusty Nails, Emerald Heart Minced Out. A little too much mint for me. Uh, wasn't the greatest. Their Waffle Sauce Imperial Maple Pecan Beer. Outstanding. Two Roads, their Road Jam. Good. I was surprised. Not a big fan of Two Roads either. Good stuff. Might have to start trying them again. Two Ton Brewing's Golden Sour Beer. Excellent. Nice work, guys, over in Kenilworth. United Brewing's Northeast Milkshake IPA. Spot on. And, of course, Wet Tickets Pecan Porter. Uh, a fabulous, fabulous beer. Uh, Tim and Al doing great work over there. So just wanted to recap Westfield Hops. I uh, didn't want to give it short shrift. They do. Uh, it's a great It's a great thing that they do in Westfield, usually once a year. And, Allison, thanks so much for the tickets. Very much appreciated. When we come back after a short break, D.C. Reeves, the author of the new book, The Microbrewery Handbook, will join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's overcast and 39 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. The New Rochelle football team is celebrating after winning their state tournament, but the glory is bittersweet. Lisa Mateo is more. While the excitement over winning their state tournament Saturday night against Utica Proctor soared, the thoughts from the New Rochelle high school football team remained with their longtime coach, Louis DiLorenzo. The Westchester Hall of Fame leader was pulled from the team by administrators on Thursday. Players showed their support by chanting his name before kickoff. New Rochelle's new superintendent stripped DiRienzo of his job while she conducts an investigation. The reason for the move has not officially been announced. Lisa Mateo, NBC News Radio, New York. Police are searching for a gunman who opened fire at the Prospect Park subway station in Brooklyn. They say it took place Saturday night just before 9 o'clock. No word on any injuries. Duncan is ditching foam cups. The restaurant chain, famous for its coffee and donuts, is making the transition to new double-walled paper cups. The company launched the environmentally friendly initiative in 2018 with the goal of eliminating foam cups from its supply chain by the end of 2020. Duncan says all of New England, much of the Midwest, and California have already made the change. The new cups are made with paperboard and certified by the Sustainable Forestry Initiative. In sports, Jets beat the Redskins this afternoon, 34-17. Traffic delays in Baron George Washington Bridge are in good shape on the upper and lower levels. Lincoln Tunnel, Holland Tunnel, pretty good ride now inbound as well as outbound. We have a closure due to a crash on 1 and 9 southbound between South Kearney and Raymond Boulevard. So traffic is stopped from Pulaski Skyway. Weather for tonight, slight chance of some rain, otherwise cloudy with a low 38. Rain is likely for Monday, cloudy with a high near 46. 20% chance of some rain on Tuesday before 9 a.m., otherwise partly sunny, high 51. Now you know what's going on. I'm Amy Salerno and AIM 970, The Answer. Guys, waking up over and over to urinate is not okay. But now you can reduce those nighttime bathroom trips with the ingredients in Super Beta Prostate P3 Advanced. We're talking about less urges to urinate at night, less bathroom trips during the day, and better bladder emptying. It's like taking three prostate supplements in one. You can try a full 30-day bottle of P3 Advanced, free. Just pay shipping and handling. No strings attached, no obligations, and no commitments to buy. This is a 30-day supply, absolutely free. Call 1-800-424-9446. Super Beta Prostate is the best-selling brand in major retailers like Walmart, 
But for this no-strings-attached free bottle, you must call now. Call 1-800-424-9446. Don't miss out on this unprecedented free offer. 1-800-424-9446. 1-800-424-9446. AM 97, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, that's the uh, dulcet tones of Joe Bonamassa live at the uh, Sydney Opera House uh, in Australia. Great, great uh, guitarist. Got to meet him at the age of 16 down in Wildwood, New Jersey on the boardwalk. And it's a story that I've uh, told before, but I won't get into here. However, you can follow me on Twitter very easily at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast, Google Play and iTunes as well. You just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast, or just say to your Amazon-ready device, Alexa, I want to hear the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer, and voila, you can hear the Craft Beer Cast right there. We're also available on the HoppedUpNetwork.com. Just go over to the HoppedUpNetwork.com, you will find my podcast, which usually airs, uh, which usually is posted to the site on Monday mornings before 6 a.m., and there are a plethora of other beer casts there as well that you can listen to. My guest here, he is the co-founder and CEO of Perfect Plain Brewing Company. It's one of Florida's top microbrewery success stories, but he is now an author of a new book coming out this month uh, on November 26th. It's also available for pre-order now uh, called The Microbrewery Handbook. You can pre-order it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Google Books, wherever uh, you um, you consume your reading. And since opening Perfect Plane, D.C. has become a mentor and consultant to prospective and current small business owners looking to start and grow their own dream. You can visit perfectplane.com for more info on the brewery and other things as well. Let me welcome into the Craft Beer Cast, D.C. Reeves. D.C., thanks for joining me. How are you? Great, great. No, thanks for having me. I love uh, talking beer and the business of beer. It's uh, what I'm passionate about, so I appreciate you giving me this opportunity to do that. No problem. Now, the beer business, especially folks wanting to open their own brewery to sort of carve out their own slice of the American dream, has exploded in the last few years. Why, in your opinion, are microbreweries so popular? Yeah, it's funny. I even take a step back from beer, and I say, um, you know, I I attribute the, really to the buy local movement is kind of what I call it is that, um, you know, what do we love about craft beer and what do we love about the craft beer experience? What we like is we like going in and that immersive uh, feel that you're in the place where the beer is being made. Um, and so we enjoy that. And then we also enjoy supporting people who are integral in our community. And, and so it's really a kind of a two-pronged buy local approach that that um, that I think has helped really build this craft beer movement. And look, remember, before prohibition, um, you know, we, we've just broken the record of most breweries in the United States, um, and the record was before prohibition. But of course, per capita, um, back before prohibition, it was there was. Uh, one on every corner, in essence, uh, because right. the population was so much less than there is now. Um, so this has happened before in, in this weird way. <laughs> There's precedent for this in the United States that, that people will go to around the corner and, and go to their, their local uh, brewery um, in their neighborhood, and that's where I think uh, it's going right now. But, but with that comes some challenges, and with that 
becomes more than just making great beer. You know, there's there's things that um, as this market saturates now, uh, people are going to have to really focus on to be successful. Right. So if I'm someone who's looking to open a brewery, I'm making great home brew, and now I want to take my product to the next level, DC. What's the first thing that I need to do? Yeah, first thing you need to do, um, I, I always say uh, research. Um, I come from a, ironically, I come from a journalistic background. I was a sports writer, a football writer for years. And um, so one thing that, that really helped me in this process um, was uh, is the research aspect um, and, and knowing as much as I could for that business plan that I wanted to put together. Um, it, it was reading other uh, books uh, that are out there and um, and just making sure that, you know, uh, I really had um, everything in place before um, before I you know I made a leap because uh, as I mentioned in the book, uh, you know, one of the biggest things I would say missteps I see is um, in in this business is the lack of capital and and, and that's not anything new. I mean, in, in small business that happens a lot in all in all sorts of um, sectors, but especially because brewing equipment and the infrastructure for brewing equipment is is so capital intensive. Right. Um, so. Um, to answer that question, I think research, and I think, you know, not that you need to have all your plans for money day one before you start looking at it, but just understand that that part of of getting into this business and what makes it difficult is um, is this takes this is more than a restaurant or a standard bar. I mean, this is there's some more capital requirement here, and um, and the difference between you say buying smaller equipment or something like that just to fit into a budget could also affect you on the other end. So um, so capitalization is super important and, and starting to really understand exactly what you need um, as well as, as as doing as much research as you can on your state laws. Uh, you know, what, right. what is what does your state allow? What do they not in a tap room? Um, you know, because that's that can affect your revenue um, well, and, and the amount of beers you can sell. That's the, that's the biggest thing that I, I live in. I live in the state of New Jersey, even though we record this show in New York. I live in New Jersey. And obviously the law is very restrictive up until a couple of years ago when they relaxed some of them. But that is a big issue for people in New Jersey. We're talking with author D.C. Reeves. He's a co-founder and CEO of a Perfect Plain Brewery. Company. It's one of Florida's top microbrewery success stories. But he's got a new book coming out called The Microbrewery Handbook. You can order the book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, etc. And for more information, check out his website. Uh, the brewery website is perfectplain.com. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. So, DC, you opened this successful brewery in Florida. So why write this book? Wouldn't you want to keep some of these success stories? I mean, I, I know it sounds it sounds selfish, but wouldn't you want to keep some of these things secret or, or they're really not proprietary? It's more common sense. You said you got to do your research in order to open a brewery and make sure that you have all the, uh, you know, all the things in place. But why would you want to write this book to help other people in wanting to open a brewery? Yeah. Yeah. Well, one, one thing that I think is so cool about uh, the craft beer movement in general, and especially you experience it um, when you open one is the collaborative nature. Um, that is what is, there's a lot of things that aren't unique to opening a craft brewery versus a restaurant versus a bakery. But one thing that's really unique uh, is, is the collaboration and, and people wanting to help other people. Um, there, there are breweries, Creature Comforts in Athens, um, Parlow Beer Lab in New Orleans, um, that were extremely helpful to us um, when we opened and, you know, helped us with, Hey, let me show you what our architect did here. You know, those kinds of things that can save you time and money and make sure you don't make a mistake. Um, so the way I look at it is it's not so much, um, you know, again, getting into the 
the, the technical parts of beer, but the unique experience I felt like I brought to this um, because of my other job, which was working for someone who uh, named Quint Studer, who um, started and sold the Studer Group. Um, he built his entire company on healthcare consulting, ultimately pioneering adding customer service to your healthcare experience. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the day, you couldn't tell your doctor. You know, they didn't care if uh, they were your doctor. They didn't have to treat you good. Um, right. You showed up. Um, so a lot of those concepts that he taught to every major hospital system in the country. Um, we're kind of working under him. I learned a lot of those and adapted those to craft beer. So how we hire people is very similar to how hospitals hire CEOs. It sounds crazy, but that's how we talk about that in the book and how you engage your employees. And, and, and that's where we're getting in craft beer now with 7,500 breweries. Um, right. You know, gone are the days of, of I'm going to open a brewery. I'm going to be the only one in town, uh, you know, uh, where it doesn't, hey, you either, well, you want craft beer? Well, there's one place to go. Those, right. those, are, those days are over. Um, so what, what you need to focus on is, is the customer experience, eliminating turnover, um, understanding how to market and, and your relationship with the media and, and, uh, and your community and, and, and really embracing your community. And those are all things I talk about in the book. It's, it, this is, we're reaching the, this plateau, I believe, in the craft beer industry where we're going to reach this saturation point and the people that will be successful are the people who do the other things other than beer well. Right. Um, Sam Calgione, uh, actually, uh, he's, I did an interview with him in the book from Dogfish Head, and he tells this story. He said, hey, you know, two guys showed up in Silicon Valley and t- started making microchips because they thought it was fun, right? I mean, right. so the same thing. At some point, it got really, really competitive, and then, and then it was how do you survive, and it's to do those other things well. So why did I want to write the book? I just felt like uh, with my unique experience coming into opening my own brewery, there were some stories that I could share that maybe really aren't out there in the realm that could separate uh, an okay brewery or a failing brewery from a successful one because we're reaching that saturation point in our market right now. All right. We're talking with the author D.C. Reeves. He's the co-founder and CEO of Perfect Plain Brewing Company. Uh, he's got a new book coming out called Micro, The Microbrewery Handbook. You can order the book on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever you purchase your books. We're here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, D.C., can this book help folks who have opened a business already, let's say they've been open for a couple of years, the beers are good, but they're, they're just not getting the response uh, that they want from the beers, and maybe they're not getting the foot traffic that they need. Can they, can they get knowledge in this book to help them out? Definitely. I mean, there's actually things in here that, I mean, there's breweries that might be 20 times our size that, that might have, there's a few chapters in here that could be helpful to them. And it, like the ones I mentioned, like how to hire people effectively and eliminate turnover, how to treat your employees to maybe a refresher on how, you know, we, uh, we, there's a chapter in there about our customer experience and, and some, you know, tactical ways to make sure that that's optimal. Um, and, uh, you know, those are things that breweries have been open 10 years of could could at least take a look at and and maybe ask themselves are they doing it uh the right way so um yeah and and i built this book truly as a handbook this is not necessarily a linear read i mean this isn't a a novel what you you should be able to go to the table of contents um another great example i I list every permit i had to pull um and i think it was 17 um (laughs) permits Uh, now and when I say, look, of course, I mean we're in we're in one city, one county, one state, and I, of course everybody's situation is different. But why did I list those out? Because it should get you thinking about making sure you check those boxes. So maybe you don't need the permits that I needed, or maybe there's ones that I that you need that I don't. But right. The point is, is to check that box and to make sure that your brain is thinking about those things before it's too late. And so 
you can just look at that. Uh, key questions to ask your architect and your um, contractor if you're building a place. There's a chapter in there about that. So, um, you know, you, if you're open five years, you can skip a couple chapters. Mm-hmm. If you haven't opened yet, you can skip a couple chapters. But it's truly a tactical handbook where you should be able to treat it as a reference more so than re- as a, you know, 250-page front-to-back read. Um, you know, I, I, I hope people read every single page, but, um, you know, I, I like to message that to people that, that this is not necessarily only for people that haven't opened or only for people that have opened. I, mean, I think it's got a wider scope than that, and um, you know, hopefully it could be helpful to, to breweries all over the country. And speaking of chapters in the book, you, there's a chapter on social media in this book. How important mm-hmm. is social media for a brewery? Huge. I mean, I can't think of And look, this is somebody who came, whose paycheck was written based on you know, print advertising and newspaper advertising. I've worked in newspapers for for about 12 years. So, um, so that's what part of the expertise I brought to our group was, um, you know, that, that marketing expertise, you know, writing headlines so people will read them, um, those kinds of things. I, I had a lot of experience with that in social media and we've got a great staff that really understands social media. But the point I make is I, it is quite an exception. Uh, maybe a thank you ad if we win an award or something like that, Almost all of my dollars in marketing are spent on either social media or on high-quality photography and videography. Um, Those are my largest expenses. So we have a great videographer here in town, um, and so people go to our Perfect Plain Facebook page. You can see some of the video work that we've done. So we make these really high-quality. They could run on a national ad if they want to kind of commercials. And what do we use them? We use them on social media. So, um, you know, that that really drives everything that we do. And I think that's the way of the world now um, mm-hmm. for reaching our target target audience is. Uh, and so I, I almost say other than a thank you, I'd like I fail to even think of, you know, we're not in the world of radio spots necessarily or TV spots right. or newspaper spots. Not nothing wrong with those. Um, we, we've been parts of those, but we really primarily focus on um, social media as our key driver to, to reach the audience that we want. All right, and there and obviously there's a chapter in there for that. So those, for those of you who are listening, you want to flip through that chapter. That will help you uh, in helping uh, to promote your business. And you mentioned the Sam Calagione um, uh, interview that you did, the Q and A that you did from uh, Dogfish Head. Uh, this is the last question from me, DC. Did you do this before or after uh, the merger with Sam Adams? Actually, it was kind of funny right before, um, ah, okay. right before. So, um, and it, I know I, I wish I would have been able to get another question or two. In right. I mean, it would have been that. interesting uh, to see, you know, what his take was on the whole thing with, with merging with Sam Adams. But obviously you learned, uh, you know, a great deal from him. And obviously Sam's been doing this uh, for a long time. So uh, yeah. the, 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 I know you mentioned one thing. Was there another thing that you took away from that Q&A from, uh, from Sam that has helped your business? Yeah, absolutely. One thing um, he talks about, and there's a whole chapter on this in the book, is about how important it is to be well differentiated. And what what I challenge anybody opening a brewery or somebody who's already open, the, the challenge I, I uh, give in this book is you need to really be honest with yourself or get a nice group of friends that are willing to be honest with you together and ask yourself what makes you different um, in your market. You know, it it can be location. It can be, but I make I say there's one condition to this, and the condition is you can't say we make the best beer, and it's not because you don't. Uh, you right. know, I, I if you think that I believe you, but the point is, is everybody said that before you, and every brewery that's trying to open right now is going to say that after you, and and so 
I think we get lost sometimes in thinking of the Kevin Costner, if you build it, they will come. Right. I'm going to make the best Field film that's ever been made. Right. Yeah. Uh, look, I hope that, and that's what I write in the book. I say, look, I hope that for you. I hope you make literally the best lager that's ever been brewed in this country. That is great. But if you're counting on that to be what's going to make you different, you're in trouble. And so that's one big takeaway I took from, with Sam is, is, you know, even at his size and, and with all of the experience and all the network of people that he knows, um, he understands that that is like one of the key factors is being, as he says, well differentiated. So, again, in this book, I go elaborate a little more, but ultimately, you know, I think that's an important part for anybody in this business is to really understand that as it starts to saturate. And so we talked with Sam, we talked with um, Jeff Stuffings from Jester King, Mm -hmm. did an interview, Doug Reeser from Burial Brewing in Asheville. Um, we did an uh, interview on on brewery accounting. Uh, we get in a lot of that and finance and really understanding what's important. Um, and um, so, yeah, we hope we brought, as I, as I, I think I write in the very beginning, um, you know, look, it, I'm, it's not that I'm the expert here. It's that I just did this in this market, in this climate, and it's trying to share that story. So I found a lot smarter people than me to also contribute to this book that, that bring, like Sam, that bring right. decades of experience. Um, um, I'm just trying to kind of pull all that together and, and offer up something that can really make breweries great here in the United States. Well, there you go. My guest has been author D.C. Reeves. He's the co-founder and CEO of Perfect Plain Brewing Company, one of Florida's top microbrewery success stories. He's got a new book coming out November 26th. It's released. It's called The Microbrewery Handbook. You can order the book now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. For more info, check out his website, perfectplain.com. D.C., thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Answer New York skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Answer New York. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 970, The Answer. Hi, this is Cliff Cole from Jersey Central Power and Light. And this is Paul Rotella, president of the New Jersey Broadcasters Association. At JCPNL, our top priority is delivering safe and reliable electric service. As part of that, we make sure our company is prepared to respond to emergency situations year-round. And in emergencies, everyone should have a plan. Cliff, did you know that organizations and families with an emergency action plan fare much better in times of emergency than those that do not? That's right. It doesn't take much time or effort to plan ahead, so you can respond to an emergency and help keep your Self and those you care for safe and sound. You can get great ideas and planning suggestions at websites like ready.gov. Sounds good, Cliff. And always remember, keep your radio close by to get the critical news and information you'll need in an emergency. From severe weather warnings to life-saving amber alerts, radio is always there. That's why we are proud to partner with the NJBA about the importance of being prepared. So be prepared, New Jersey. Go to ready.gov and stay safe. This message sponsored by the New Jersey Broadcasters Association with funding provided by Jersey Central Power and Light and this station. Every Saturday morning at 7, the Auto Lab, the longest-running auto show in New York City, can be heard for a full two hours. Host Professor Harold Walchok and a diverse panel of automotive experts will answer all your basic automotive questions and fill you in on the history and culture of the auto industry. The Auto Lab is on the air and here to help for a full two hours. Listen every Saturday morning starting at 7, right here on AM 970, The Answer. Tweet us on Twitter. 
Like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. AM970, theanswer.com. This cat is unbelievable. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, that is Joe Bonamassa. That is uh, a song that he performed in concert the other night while I was over at the Beacon Theater. King B Shakedown. And uh, got a chance to uh, Anton Fig on the drums on this version. Reese Winans on the keyboards, who used to play for uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. A bunch of other guys. And let me tell you something. Joe Bonamassa, I got to meet as a 16-year-old kid. Joe was in Wildwood. Um, with a group of friends, and I took one of those friends to this concert on Thursday night. It's the first time we've seen Joe in well over 30 years. And um, this guy just shredded it. They did White Room from Cream when we saw them when we were 16. Blew us away. They hung out with us afterwards. We bought T-shirts. He was in a band called Bloodline, and now he's become a solo artist in blues in his own right. More of an English-type blues than a, than a Southern style of blues. But, man, the cat can absolutely positively play. So uh, our final segment of the program, which, of course, as always, is Suds and Duds. And let's dive right into it because there was a bunch of different beers that I tried, um, not only, you know, over the last couple of days and also got a chance to stop at Industrial Arts Brewing uh, on my way home from West Point last week. We were at the Army game with uh, listeners at West Point, which was a phenomenal time. But on the way home... We got a chance to stop at Industrial Arts. I'll get into that story in just a second. But kicking it off on Suds and Duds, Modern Art or Moodin Art is the way they spell it, M-O-O, Moo, for Bolero Snort. Uh, Modern Art from uh, Bolero Snort, it's nice, it's juicy, got a little bit of uh, uh, bite to it, very, very good. Had that over a Paragon Tap and Table. They were having their International Stout Day Thursday before last, and I didn't get a chance to get over there on Thursday night, but boy, I'll tell you, they still had a lot of stouts on tap, and they probably will for the next week week or two to get you know get them out of the system. But one of the ones that they had that I that I ended up trying because I wanted to uh, is Al Smith's Hawaiian Speedway Stout. I didn't have this when I was in California a couple of years ago. I wanted to, but we were driving, and it was you know it's a big boozy beer. We're talking twelve percent. Um, a 10-ounce pour I had, boozy, delicious. I could drink this all day. Took me the better part of 45 minutes to drink this deliciousness. It was fantastic. The Hawaiian Speedway Stout by Al Smith. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you see it in a bar somewhere, get it. If you like stouts, it is definitely something uh, that you will enjoy. My neighbor Greg uh, had taken a ride. I told a story last week on the program about how um, – he was up in Massachusetts, told him to make a stop at uh, a treehouse, and he did, and he picked up Julius, the, one of their fantastic beers. This is just dank, orange juice quality, but my goodness, is it super smooth, goes right down. Again, I know it's not the traditional IPA, but that's a beer, Julius, that I could drink for hours, and it's a big banger, too, so you got to watch yourself when you drink it, but it is a, a fantastic beer. Uh, and I recommend, i got to take the visit one time up to Treehouse uh, and check out the facility because from what I've heard, from what my neighbors told me, Greg, it is just an awesome place to visit. And you drive for like this, from, from what everybody's told me, you, you just keep driving up this hill in this forest. And you're like, where is this brewery? And it seems like you're driving 
for an hour, and then all of a sudden the trees part, and there it is. Here's uh, Treehouse Brewing uh, in Massachusetts. Pretty cool. As we continue on here, Suds and Duds, our final segment of the program, as always, on the uh, Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Founders Brewing sent me over some of their newest Harvest Ale. I got a chance to finally crack a, a bottle open of this. A, a very well-done, traditional-style IPA. The bitterness is on point. This is a great beer. And it's nice every once in a while to go back to that uh, original style of IPA where it's not supposed to be juicy and it's not supposed to be smooth. It's supposed to have that that bitterness to it that when you, you, you sip it, you get that bitter beer face, and then you, you taste all the hops and the resin from the hops. That's what you want. Uh, and that is what you get out of Harvestdale. So you haven't, if you haven't had a chance to to try it, it's in stores now. Definitely pick up a, a six pack. You will not be disappointed. Had a, a beer from Trillion that had been sitting in my refrigerator since February. Finally got a chance to crack it. And when it's a beer like this. Um, when you're talking about a, a, an oatmeal porter with cold-brewed coffee, you can let it sit for a little while in the refrigerator. I know they tell you to drink it fresh, but sometimes you just... Summertime for me is not the time to have a porter in stout. And I can drink any beer at any time, but this was the perfect night for it last week. Blissfully delicious, as I described it. Perfect for a cold night. Coffee, oatmeal, just oh, oh, it hits all the right points and really warms you up very nicely. So uh, a delicious beer from Trillium, the Pot and Kettle with cold brewed coffee. You definitely want to check that one out. So after the Army game, uh, le- the Saturday before last, they played UMass. It was Veterans Day weekend. They crushed UMass uh, at West Point at, Mi- at uh, Mikey Stadium. So afterwards, we're leaving, my best friend and I, and we left probably uh, late, late third quarter. We're, we're heading home, and of course my friend says to me, he goes, any breweries around? So of course, naturally, I did the research before I had left home. And said, listen, Industrial Arts Brewing is 12 miles away in Garnerville. Why don't we take a ride? It's on the way home. And then we'll, you know, jump back on 9W and we'll head back home to Jersey. Great. So we drive down. It was a little bit getting getting out of West Point. But we did. We made it onto the roadway. Went down to Garnerville. It was about 12 miles away. So it took us about, it probably took us about 25, 30 minutes. A little bit of traffic getting out and whatever. But, boy, we pull up to Industrial Arts. Now, the parking around there is not that great. We ended up parking on the street and walking down, but the brewery is phenomenal. Very dog friendly. There was a lot of people with dogs there. In fact, there was one um, there was one family that had a wagon with these little tiny puppies in it. It was great, and uh, just had a had a wonderful experience with all the dogs in there. Tried a couple of different beers, which I'll get into in a minute. But the funny part was, we were talking with this one uh, group of people. They had come from Harlem. To, um, to just to buy beer, they had purchased a car. It was the first time they had bought a car. They've been living in the city for ten years, and they have decided like every weekend they feel the need they have to get out with the car because they bought it. So they drove up to to Industrial Arts to pick up beer, sample a few, and then head back home to Harlem, which was nice. And then we met this other uh, group of people, three people. It was a couple who are getting married. They're getting married next September in Italy. And so, of course, jokingly, we said, where's our invitation? Because she brought her laptop with her, the, the, uh, the wife. Her name was Gabby, uh, the, the fiancé. Her name was Gabby. And um, she said, oh, you know, I'm making, uh, finishing up the invitations while we're sitting here drinking beers. And uh, turns out she's originally from Rahway, New Jersey, which is one town over from me. And as she says this, there's a guy at another table who says, 
you're from Rowway? So am I. So it was this whole kind of Jersey connection, which was kind of cool. And we're all just sitting there and talking about Italy and sharing beers and our experiences and what we like or whatever. And that, to me, is one of the great things about going to a tap room. It's great to buy the beer in the liquor store, but to, to, to sit in the tap room and, and converse with people and have conversations. And contrary to what Joe Piscopo and Frank Moreno like to say, that I'm a curmudgeonly, you know, don't talk to me, get off my lawn kind of guy. I do enjoy talking to people, especially in environments like that. And, yeah, I'm sure somebody's thinking, yeah, it's because he's drinking. It's not because I'm drinking. It's because I want to hear about people's experiences. I enjoy it. Okay, and believe me, I'm the type of person that if I don't want to talk to you anymore, I'm done. I walk away. Sorry if it's a little rude, but that's just how I am. But anyway, let's get into the beers. So uh, I wanted to try stuff that I hadn't had before. I've had Wrench. I've had all these other different beers. So State of the Art New York, their farm double IPA uh, by Industrial Arts. This was great. Nice and juicy, dank, delicious. Just a fantastic beer uh, that was, you know, quite strong. And I ended up, I think I ended up taking a four-pack of that home. Uh, no, actually, I took the, this home, this next one here, state-of-the-art fresh crop. This is a really good beer. And, in fact, I quoted in the in the piece, I need to hit the gym after this. It is a dank beer. So, uh, without a doubt, uh, it, it, I had I had too many beers and uh, probably need to hit the gym. Joe, Joe Piscopo has just walked back in the studio. He's looking for something. As I tape the final segment of my show, Joe, what's the matter? You tell me I need to go on a diet? I have my U.S. What? Army Air Corps hat, my father's cap. It's not your father's cap. No, it might be in the office. Maybe it's in the. But no, it's okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. Some free beer. Sure, you can. Whatever you want, Joe. Thanks. Very nice. We'll talk on Monday morning. You know, six a.m. Monday morning. Right. You got it, Joe. Thank you. So, Joe apparently forgot something. He forgot his uh, his uh, army hat that his father had uh, had given him from World War II. So let's move on uh, to a couple of our other beers here. Hungry Eyes by Industrial Arts. This is a great stout, roasty coffee, really nice. Uh, not super heavy on the ABV, but a really nice change of pace uh, type of beer. So that kind of finished off uh, before we headed home from Industrial Arts. I definitely have to visit uh, those guys again. That was great. It was a lot of fun. And like I said, I ended up taking a four-pack home of the fresh crop because you can't really get it anywhere in New Jersey. There was some brewery-only stuff, so that's why I wanted to get it. I mean, I can get wrench anywhere, but something like this, you know, I can't get. But but, but obviously, next couple of days, I need to hit the gym pretty hard. So, uh, And that was nice that Joe dropped in for uh, a quick segment. He'll be back tomorrow morning, 6 o'clock, on the Joe Piscopo Show. Uh, Monday through Friday. Finally had, uh, when we got back, we stopped over at Paragon for a little bit of dinner. Paragon Tap and Table located right off of the Garden State Parkway at exit 135 in Clark, New Jersey. Had a bliss by Thin Man Brewery. Juicy, smooth, fantastic. Those guys from Thin Man Brewery out in Buffalo are doing a great job. I have got to get one of those guys on the program. Uh, They are just doing a fantastic job, uh, killing it with the beer. So, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to D.C. Reeves, the co-founder and CEO of Perfect Plane Brewing Company, but he's also the author of a new book, The Microbrewery Handbook. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. It comes out next week. Definitely check it out if you have a brewery. If you're running a brewery already and you need some advice, you need some tips, this is the book to get, The Microbrewery Handbook. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back tomorrow, Monday, on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Alga Tulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.